All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Boca Podcast. My name is Nathan Holritz, and yes, I am your host. Happy Monday to you. If you are live streaming with us, it's good to have you here. And if you're not live streaming with us, make sure to come join us for a live stream occasionally. If you follow us at Boca, B-O-K-E-H podcast, we'll keep you up to date with the upcoming live stream schedule. We actually have a couple this week, one today, another one coming up Friday. So make sure to mark your calendars, come hang out with us. And if you're not following us on Instagram, make sure to do it. You can keep up with the upcoming live schedule. And for anybody who is live streaming today, don't be shy. I want you to take advantage of this opportunity to join the conversation. I'm going to introduce my uh, brand new guest here in just a second, but you can ask her questions. You can ask me questions. You can comment. You can send us funny emojis if you want to. Whatever you want to do to become part of the conversation, that's really one of the major benefits of these live streams. So please don't be shy. Take advantage. Um, Say hello. Let us know where you're listening from and uh, definitely ask questions along the way. All right. Well, I want to introduce a brand new guest on the show today. Uh, my friend Katrina Cross Daniels is here. Katrina, thank you for making time to come do the show with me. Oh, thank you for having me. It, well, it's a privilege to, to have you here. And so just to give everyone a little bit of context, um, you and I were both at the cookout conference not too long ago here in beautiful Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'm looking outside because we have beautiful weather here today. Okay. Um, <laughs> but we had the opportunity to, to connect um, here at, at the conference, hosted, of course, by Tamaya mm-hmm. Colvin. And um, you also did a presentation at the conference. I, I had the chance to listen in on at least part of that. And I was like, oh man, we should, we should bring this to the show. Would you be willing to do the show? And you were gracious enough to, to come on the show with me. And so I really, truly appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and we've got a lot Thank of people you. already chiming in saying hello. Um, Sue is saying hello from Sun Valley, Idaho. And Sharonda is saying hello. We've got from Dallas, Texas. Awesome. And uh, Tamaya is saying hello from Facebook. Hello, Tamaya. Thanks for Hi, saying Tamaya. hello. Thanks for listening in. And, and thanks, Tamaya, ultimately, for connecting us, too. I think, Katrina, you and I originally met at one of the cookout conferences maybe two or three years ago. Is that right? Yeah, a few years ago. And then you came to Detroit um, That's at a right. conference here. And we yeah, met yeah, here. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> It, there's so many there's so many conferences that I've been been to over a number of years. I get the opportunity to meet so many wonderful people. But I will say again, and I've said this before on the show, the the cookout conference creates a sense of community and family, and in a way that most other conferences in the industry don't. And um, right. I've been super fri- privileged to be a part of it. And again, it's it's been incredible to have the opportunity to get to know you as well. And for those listening and watching that don't know you, will you do me a favor and just briefly introduce yourself and introduce your brand as well? Yes. Okay, so I'm Katrina Cross Daniels, a photographer here in the Metro Detroit, Michigan area, um, where I specialize in boudoir and wedding photography. I'm also the owner of KCD Studios, and that's where my ladies come in. They have their empowering sessions and capture those great images that they love to share at their homes. And, you know, I have to give you props right off the bat, because a lot of times when I ask photographers to share about their brand, um, it's easy to get, and, and I, I told you actually before we started the show, I'm like, I'm a wordy person. I say too many words sometimes, <laughs> but it's easy to get caught up in that process of trying to tell somebody about your brand and spend like five minutes introducing the brand and people are bored after like 30 seconds or probably 15 or 20 seconds for that matter. Yeah. Right. You, you summed it up so beautifully though. Is that something that you practiced? Uh, I definitely practiced that. Um, cause I am, I don't want to be wordy and I just want to go straight to it and, you know, say what I need to say and get out of there. 
<laughs> that's it. But and it sounds funny, but I think that's actually really yeah. great advice that we're starting to show off with today. With and and that is exactly what you're saying. Say what you need to say and get out of there because we all know that everybody, including myself, has a relatively short attention span. And we might enjoy talking about ourselves, but how much do other people want to hear us talking about ourselves, right? So how can Absolutely. we get to the, the value proposition, if you will, and then ultimately be able to, to, well, just to move on, move on to more important things. And so to this end, though, I want to, I'm going to pop this up on screen really quick for everybody listening and watching. So if you go to katrinacrossphotography.com, just like it sounds, uh, with a K, by the way, Katrina with a K, K-A-T-R-I-N-A, crossphotography.com. And then you can actually link to Katrina's site, uh, to her boudoir site, but we'll pull this up here as well. And you can check that out, Portraits to Empower the Everyday Woman. You deserve to be photographed beautifully, Detroit luxury, intimate boudoir photo studio experience. Managed to get all the SEO words in there, Katrina. Well, well done. <laughs> yeah, Tamaya taught me well. <laughs> and well, and yeah, shout out to Tamaya and and everybody from the cookout community. And it looks like we've got a bunch of people logging in actually. So Renee is saying, "Hey y'all," and uh, Christine, Christania actually from is saying hello from Atlanta on YouTube. Hey Christania, good hey. to have you here. And uh, we've got a number of people logging in. For some reason, Facebook seems to be blocking the names of those who are saying hello. Elevator pitch for the win is the comment. And, um, <laughs> and then another person saying absolutely beautiful website. Yeah, and fully agree. And, uh, and then, oh, look, it's Frida Funny. Frida's saying hello from Facebook. Hey, Frida, hey, Frida. thanks Frida. for saying hello. <laughs> Um, so thank you all for joining in the conversation. Those of you that are live streaming with us today. And again, don't be shy as we get into the content today to ask questions, to comment on the conversation at hand. Denitra says hello all from YouTube. Hey, Denitra, thanks for saying hello. And uh, let's see. Oh, look, Portia is saying hello from Facebook as well. Thanks for saying hello. <laughs> Got a good crowd here today. This is wonderful. Well, on that note, yes. Katrina, and, and to our point about continuing, keeping the conversation flowing, um, let's get right into the content. And I had the opportunity to hear you talk a little bit about overcoming adversity and continuing to build a business despite that adversity. And this is something that I think all photographers in one form or another can relate to. But will you just kind of sum up some of the challenges that you face as a photographer before we get into the practical application? Yes. Um, I just wanted to share that at the conference, um, we're not going to have a repeat because I had a big cry fest <laughs> um, <laughs> at the conference um, telling my story. But um, to sum it up, I basically shared how as creatives, we go through so much, but we suffer in silence. Um, there were major adversities that I went through personally myself and, that I, and others that I know what they went through. Um, so for me, I went through um, an unexpected divorce. Um, I also quit a nine to five job in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I opened up a new studio and I actually had two hand surgeries back to back, you know, and with all of this, I just basically, I didn't stop. You know, I still had to show up and capture beautiful weddings, even though I was crumbling inside. Why so do you think it is that, that we, you said suffer in silence and that's a really interesting phrase. I know I have a tendency mm -hmm. of doing this too, despite my tendency to talk a lot. There, there's a lot that I hold on and, and process inside. Why do you think we have that tendency as photographers or maybe just humans in general? Um, I think it probably all boils around, for me, it was embarrassment. Um, I think we just 
don't want people to see us in that way. You know, for me being married and um, the amount of years that I was married, a lot of people looked up to um, us as a couple. And just to go through it when it was unexpected for me, uh, it was embarrassment. So I think for people, they just don't want to share and have people mm. look at them differently. Hmm. That's really interesting. You know, so I, my partner, uh, business partner and, and life partner, um, and I split, it's been, I guess about 12 years, no, about 10 years ago now. And I had a lot of apprehension about how people in the photography industry would see me as well, honestly. And I come from a pretty mm -hmm. religious uh, family as well. And so I also was concerned about how my family was going to see this decision and, and, and this experience. And it was, I had a really touching moment. I'll probably get emotional talking about it. You talk about crying, but <laughs> my, my grandfather, um, who is now 101, almost 101 years old, actually, my grandfather at the time, um, he got in the car. This was not too long after all this had happened and, and he knew what, what had gone on. And we're, we're sitting in the car, I'm sitting in the driver's seat, he's sitting in the passenger seat. And I, I began to talk about the situation. I felt like it was the elephant in the room. I need to address it with him specifically. And I, I started to talk and he put his hand on my leg and, and he just looked at me and said, Nathan, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And it's funny how I think we kind of build this stuff up in our mind and we project it out and, and assume that people are going to see us this way or that way, or they're going to judge us this way or that, and ultimately make it more complicated for ourselves at times than need be. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And it's just like, I think two people just, you know, you may not want to, you know, go through all the questions that you assume people may ask you and you know, the the hard conversations that you have to now have like, well, what happened? Or we didn't know, or we thought it was this or that. Yeah. So I think it's just avoidance. And so for the longest, I never shared it. Actually at the cookout was the first time I expressed, mm. <laughs> you know, and told anybody out loud um, my story because I really haven't never shared it. Well, I appreciate your transparency, certainly at the cookout. And, and I saw the, the, the uh, I guess, the genuineness and the authenticity in that. And ultimately, you're so gracious to allow us to hear your story because that then ultimately allows us to learn what you, not only what you went through, but how you overcame it and uh, ultimately went on and have continued to, to build your photography business. And, and we're gonna talk about some of that practical application yeah. here in just one second. Um, Dawn said from Facebook, we are always expected to have it all together. And yeah, I, I don't know, mm -hmm. I, I, th I think maybe there, that may be true in some regards. Uh, and in fact, uh, kind of add to that, Alex Alexia actually said uh, from Facebook, when we, when we are seen as leaders, we tend to suffer in silence. We don't want others to see us in some way fail. Yeah, also true. But I'm wondering, kind of going back to, to Don's um, statement, and, and we'll, we'll touch on this and uh, then continue, Katrina, but she said, we are always expected to have it all together. I wonder how much of that is true and then how much of that is us projecting that notion onto others. Do you think people really do expect us to have it all together? Um, in a sense, I do, but I think it's just expected. Like when they see us, like we're always smiley. I mean, even though some of us are natural small smilers, mm. but when we are like at events and we're at our, our, our functions, you know, they only see this one side. Right. So you can't go and they, you know, and they see you all falling apart and everything. So I think we're just expected that everything is fine because when people see us, we're fine. Yeah, you know, we I, I don't can share that. I can see what you mean, but I, this is also a great reminder and, and apologies, Facebook, I guess, with their privacy policies have, have limited 
my ability to see some of these names, but uh, a Facebook commenter says, it's okay to be human, it's okay. And that's actually a, a beautiful reminder and I think one that we all need. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. And shout out to whoever that might be. I'm so sorry I wasn't able to pull that name up. Um, Patrick from YouTube said, how timely, he had to euthanize my dog of 12 years last night. Now I have to go shoot someone in an hour, photograph somebody in an hour. And yeah, it's tough to be, to have to yeah. go through that. And Patrick, I'm sorry to hear that. It's tough to have to go through situations like this and ultimately have to move on despite them. Right. And, and Katrina, I know that's what you're here to, to talk about today. Uh, Renee said, uh, feeling ashamed is what keeps people suffering in silence. And yeah, I can feel you on that Renee as well. Uh, mm -hmm. Alexia says it comes from my fa from the family dynamics and spill over into our work lives. And yeah, absolutely. I hear on that. So I, it sounds like a lot of people can relate to these feelings, these experiences. And, and what I'd love to get into Katrina is how you, uh, I guess, move beyond them, right? Because it's one thing to, to, mm -hmm. to suffer, to go through difficult circumstances, to suffer. And it's easy to get stuck in that place. But the question is, how do we move beyond, beyond that? Um, as an individual, certainly, but then also as a business owner and continue to build our business. And one of the first kind of steps in that direction that you talked to me about ahead of time was the significance of finding a support team. What, what does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. What did that look like for you on a really tangible level? Ooh, okay, I would say, um, and just to piggyback going into this question is a lot of times too, why it's an issue for us is because nobody really talks about this, right? Um, all of us are creatives out here, but you never, I never really saw too many people um, sharing their stories. And a couple people that I did see was kind of my help and my support system when I went through my um, adversities. And one of them was um, a photographer friend, LaJoy Cox, and the other one was Tamaya. They had both went through similar situations as me, um, so I was able to um, privately reach out to both of them and just to get some encouragement. And actually, like 10 days after this happened in my life, I had to actually go shoot a wedding. And I was not strong enough um, to do it. I didn't think I was. And I actually called LaJoy and was like, look, I'm on my way to this wedding and I am falling apart. I was literally in tears driving down the road um, to go shoot this wedding. And I needed that that talk. And I don't know if I was looking for her to give me a pep talk to get through it or to say it's okay to bail out, you know. So um, I would say definitely finding your support system and your team is, is a, a very valuable tool that we need. And, and that can be in different places. It can be with family. If you have family members that you are uh, close enough with that you feel that you can share and not be judged um, and it can also be friends because like I said we we stated how you can be embarrassed you know and reach out to people um, it's a hard thing to do so find your support and mine was those two people my family and then ultimately my cohort from Tamaya um, Momentum Mastermind they helped me tremendously like be vulnerable and be able to talk and share. How, how do you, it's, I don't know. I think in the, in, in a world in 2022 where it's easy to call somebody a friend because we're, we're acquaintances with them or we're aware of them because of Facebook, yeah. various platforms and social media. How do you, how do you decide who to trust to open up to? Um, 
I think it you, you have to look at someone's character for themselves, right? When I saw the two of them share their stories and how open that they were, and I didn't really see a lot of other people doing that, they made it comfortable for me mm. um, to feel that I can call them okay. and just see how did they do it because we're all in this industry together and we all got to you know work and serve our clients and I just needed some help at the time and they made me comfortable. That's interesting. Yeah, I, it, I, there's such a it seems like a fine line between sharing for the sake of vulnerability, transparency, openness. Um, and then kind of oversharing. I think some people have a tendency of just kind of throwing everything out there, right? But there's something significant about sharing, which is it, you become relatable. Like if, if you always function, yeah. and I'm, I'm kind of preaching to myself here, honestly, but if you always function with this kind of slight wall up, even if it's a semi-transparent wall, there's a wall there like where you're protecting yourself and you're only sharing so much, people can only relate to you so much. So you were talking about the significance mm -hmm. of finding somebody who is willing to share their own struggles, what they've gone through, and then what they did to overcome them, I think is a really important element of that. But that sense of transparency from somebody else enables us to be able to go to them. And for everybody listening, and I think it's a really good reminder, if we want to be a really great friend, be willing to share, be willing to be open, people will yeah. see that and naturally be drawn to you because you become more relatable that way. Yeah, and that was my goal right now because I'm like, okay, I didn't really have a whole lot of people um, that I could relate to with this. And I know I've been dealing with this for a minute myself. And I'm like, I know that there's others. Um, actually, um, I remember at the cookout last year, a few of us had went out to dinner and this was like another aha brain opening um, for thought process for me because it was several of us who went out to dinner and I think all but one was divorced or was separated or was going through it. But we all talked at the table about it, but nobody was talking, you know, out loud about it. And I was like, see, I'm not the only one and we're all suffering in silence and it just needs somebody to bring it to the table and bring it out. And like, let's talk about these things. Cause it's not just divorce. I mean, there's other adversities that people are going through and dealing with. So we just need to be able to have a, a platform to just talk about it. Yeah, yeah, the environment, the forum to talk about it. Portia says, finding your tribe is so important, or it's important so that you don't feel like you're facing life all alone, that's where I am. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Portia, I, I feel you on that. Uh, Denitra says, there is a difference in trauma sharing and someone trauma dumping and having vulnerability partners is so great. Yeah, and there is a fine line. I know it's gonna be different for different people. Uh, Don says, we absolutely don't. We have to put on that face and move forward, even if, even if through tears. And absolutely, we do run into scenarios in life where we have to kind of push forward. And, oh, and again, yeah. we're gonna get into some more of that practical application here. Frida says, people can't help with what they don't know. And yeah, that's such a great point. And again, our willingness to be open and vulnerable means other people can, can come to us and, and creating that safe place is, is also really important. You mentioned LaJoy uh, Cox and, and actually LaJoy has been on the Boca podcast, episode 516, Cracking the Code to Making More <laughs> Money. And uh, we'll link to that in the show notes. And then of course, Tamaya, um, in addition to of course, starting the cookout conference, mm -hmm. we've had that, the privilege of having her on the show here as well. And episode 547, mm -hmm. let's simplify pricing for photography. And we'll link to both of those episodes in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. And uh, Ashley, hey, Ashley, she says, yeah, trauma dumping is what I'm scared of. And, and I, I am too, honestly, Ashley, that's kind of why I bring this up, because I, there is something to be said for vulnerability. And then there's also just kind of 
unloading for the sake of attention grabbing. What, what do you think the balance is, Katrina, when it comes to that? I mean, and I think the two is why some people don't don't share because they they fear that they're going to be dumping or looked at as, you know, trauma dumping versus just being vulnerable and sharing their story. So I think we have to just if, if somebody is willing to share or dump, just be a listening ear for them because they it mm. took them a lot mm. to get to that point to even let it come out their mouth because I held it. I know I held it for so long and even, and I, I go to church all the time and I didn't even tell like a lot of my church members had no idea. Eventually they caught on to where he at. Like they don't see him there and started asking questions, but I was just, you know, too embarrassed to everything to even talk about it. So just be a listening ear when somebody is willing to share. Uh, that's a really, really great reminder, actually, and good reminder for me, to, for me actually, honestly. Um, so thank you for that. And thanks, everybody, for chiming in and continuing to share your thoughts. Um, the next principle, though, that enabled you to continue to move on, especially as a photography business owner, Katrina, uh, despite the various challenges you were facing, was automation. And I'm so glad that you bring this up because this tends to be a little bit of a like a nerdy topic. Not a, it's not a sexy topic. It's not one that a lot of people go to when it comes to um, you know, yeah. content that we're putting out there. But the reality is every single day as photography business owners, we are in some type of workflow. We can choose to create that mm -hmm. workflow intentionally and, and create a really efficient workflow and certainly leverage automation. I know you're going to get into that. Uh, or we can just kind of let workflow happen to us. Like we just react to whatever is going on in our photography business. That latter option ends up becoming super haphazard and chaotic and stress yes. inducing. And it certainly doesn't enable us to have the freedom, the flexibility when we're facing challenging circumstances to be able to step away from our business and focus on what we need to. Can you comment on the significance of this, this idea of automation, especially in all that you faced? Yeah. And I would definitely say that it's a process to get to the other side, right? Into the healing part of things. And everything was not perfect right off the back of getting things together. So I would say initially, um, I was that one that was, as things was coming in, I'm trying to catch up and do it. And I was falling apart and things was getting left by the wayside and it just wasn't good. But as I started trying to prepare myself and get ready for the challenges I had, I had ahead of me, I knew automation was it. So, you know, when you have a website that you know, you get that thing together and the SEO is tight on it and, you know, your people are coming in, your contact form is there. You don't really have to do much. Like they're coming through, even though like I wasn't in a headspace to really deal with a lot of things, but they were coming through and then my systems was in place. You're like, you know, I use HoneyBook. So somebody come in, you know, they get in the automatically into the workflow process mm -hmm. of there. They're getting the emails. I'm able to have proposals and invoices sent out all without me having to be like so hands on when I really wanted to be hands off, you know? So, and there's other systems that came along, you know, throughout the process that helped me with that, you know, to make things easier. You know, I'm loving after shoot, you know, mm. where you can barely have to call, you know, your images and just put them there and, you know, how Fundy just throw your images in there and it designs an album. Mostly every one of my clients get an album. So to be able to have that where I can just go in there and in minutes is done was just an awesome feeling for me. There's 
the, the automation, I guess, in the end is beautiful when it works. But I think something that works. gets in the way of, um, of a lot of photographers' tendency to move in the direction of automation is the work up front, right? We, we can oh, talk yeah. about workflow all day long. Um, I, I know that a lot, if not most photographers, if they heard me talking workflow, they'd be like, oh, that's nice. And then they'd shut off, right? Because it's not something that we're naturally drawn to as creatives. We got into this oh, yeah, to be I'm photographers right and artists. And, <laughs> but, but the reality, again, is that we all deal with workflow. And so we can either choose to be intentional creating something that is efficient, that involves automation, or we can just kind of let it happen to us. So to, to my original point, it takes some time, some effort, some energy to set up the systems for the sake of automation. Yes. Will you talk a little bit about that? I mean, did that, did that keep you from getting started, for example, with HoneyBook, that just knowing you're going to have to set, spend some time setting it up? What was that like? Absolutely. I ran from automation. Um, <laughs> I, I just dreaded it. Like, it just seemed like it was such a daunting task to do that upfront work. You know, but the more and more that I was feeling like, you know, I'm, I was stressed out. Like I'm dealing with every client as they came through the door, I'm doing whatever step they needed. So I was always just like, it grounded in work. Like I never had, was able to lift my head up. So I had to figure out how can I make this um, and limit some stress for me. Um, and with losing the, the marriage, I had to say to myself, like, okay, if I'm losing my marriage and part of it was due to me running a business, I can't let both fail. I can't let the marriage fail and my business fail. So I needed to say, nope, you have to get it together, do the work, take the time to get things set up. So this system can work for you because having a system that can work when you're not mentally ready yourself to put in the work, mm. it's just going to be a beautiful thing. And that's what I wanted. And then, of course, the, the, the wonderful thing as well is once you come out of these challenging cir circumstances, just regular day to day life, minus those additional adversities, having that automation in place means we have even more freedom, more flexibility as business owners. Absolutely. And I don't know about you, but that's a big part of why I got into business for myself anyway. Right. I want to be my own boss. Like that's the, one mm -hmm. of the biggest appeals. And I'm sure a lot of photographers can relate to that. And Alexia actually said, what's the name again that creates the albums? And that's Fundy, Alexia. And uh, just, I'll give a shout out to Andrew Funderburg, who has also been on the show, actually. I'll pop this up on screen, episode 357. <laughs> we'll link to his episode in the show notes as well at bocapodcast.com. But it's Fundy, the Fundy software. And um, man, I, I know they've created a beautiful thing over there. A lot of a lot of fans so uh, we'll link to that in the show notes yes. as well but thanks for that question well let's let's keep going then um, and and actually want to I guess move on to a conversation around it's interesting the way that you phrase this but you said it's important to say yes to yourself to bet on yourself um, we, we've got the support structure in place we're beginning to leverage automation in our workflow to free us up to focus on facing these challenges that we have coming up but what does it mean to say yes to yourself, to bet on yourself? How did this look like in, or look in your life? Um, well, I would say for me, what that looks like is, uh, again, we're talking about um, adversities, right? So, you know, going through different challenges in our lives. And I had a dream that I wanted to be a full-time photographer. And I wanted to leave that nine to five job that I had. But dealing with the adversities, um, of losing the, the marriage kind of stopped my dream from happening um, when I wanted mm. it to happen. Mm. You know, I could no longer say, okay, 
because I was just actually getting ready to leave my nine to five when everything fell apart. So I would say saying yes to yourself means, you know, still following your passion. You know, I wasn't going to lose both, like I said. And then I came up with the four P's, you know, where I had to prepare, plan, pursue and pay attention, you know. And <clears throat> and what that means is, you know, preparing for those next steps, planning all the details it's going to take, you know, to to bet on me and to pursue is like to execute. And pay attention to everything that's happening around me. Like, you know, I needed to know and be alert. So that was it. That, yeah, I think as, as you're talking about this, I can imagine, um, I mean, especially being surprised by a divorce. It, it's, it's natural that we feel disconcerted, that we feel um, a little bit of in, like a sense of insecurity, certainly unstable, um, and, and that life just kind of got shaken up right and so absolutely it would be easy again to get stuck there and to get caught up in that but you're you're making beautiful point which is that we that's actually the prime time to bet on ourselves for the sake of being able to move forward I know that a lot of photographers deal with just generally speaking deal with insecurity a lack of confidence in their in themselves what would you say mm -hmm. to a photographer that that says Katrina, I, I just, I don't have that kind of confidence that you're talking about that will let me continue to move forward, that will trust in not only my passion and what I was trying to accomplish in the first place, but ultimately be able to accomplish that. What would you say to them? Um, I would say in the beginning, I didn't have it either. And that's okay. Um, it takes time. Like you have to just still give yourself grace and, you know, and take that time to to build yourself up to get to that place. Like, don't don't feel like it's something that you just have to have right away. Because um, it's not. I was definitely the one who, going through a divorce in the middle of everything that was happening with me, insecurity came in hard. Like, mm. you know, I already had insecurities about myself personally. Mm. And that just added to it. Like, hmm, I, I've shared with you how things I didn't like about myself, you know. And so, you know, that, that brought those insecurities more. Like, mm. I started looking at, and I'll share it here, you know, where I, I just kind of focused on, you know, the way I looked and, you know, my big teeth and my big thighs. And I got, to me, I got big eyes. And, and everybody would say, oh, no, it's this and that. But I saw all of that. Mm. So I just say it takes time to get to that point where mm. now you're ready to, like, no, forget everything else. And now it's time to work on you and bet on yourself. Is there, this is something that I've been kind of working on learning uh, just even in the last month or two. Um, the, I'm realizing, I guess, the importance of small steps. Like in a situation where we're not confident, either about our, like we're insecure about our abilities, we're insecure about this idea, this plan that we have, do we move forward, do we not? Uh, we're unsure whether or not we can accomplish a particular goal, whether it's health related or related to our business. And what I realized is the significance, and actually there's some pretty significant science behind the way that our bodies mm -hmm. respond to taking small steps and, and having small accomplishments. Whether it's you know on, on a business level, like checking something off the list, feeling like you got something done, you accomplished something, even if it's small. But even the same thing with regards to our health. You know, I went and, and walked for 10 minutes today. I didn't try to go to the gym for three hours because that, that would be mm -hmm. way overwhelming. But right. I got out and I walked for 10 minutes and then tomorrow I walked for 15 and the next day I walked for 20. These small steps and, and being able to check off those small steps and, and implementing those consistently, 
do you feel like that would help encourage that sense of confidence? Um, I think so. I mean, when we take the time to to focus on those smaller tasks, um, that's going to help you tremendously because it, it, when we look at the big picture, it's too overwhelming um, for us to get to where we want to go in yeah, our goals. It. So if you take it in smaller chunks, mm-hmm. um, it definitely will help you in that matter. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. When we when we take on, the, if we look at that that big project or that big goal, and we're like, "There's no way. There's absolutely. There's just no yeah, way." Yeah, you can defeat do that. it. You yeah. defeat it before you even start. Small pieces, small, and yeah, we hear yes. a lot about that idea of looking at the end goal and then working backwards and being able to break it down into small pieces. But that carries a lot of significance, and um, and again, has there's some physio, there's some interesting science actually behind all of this, where our body has a positive a positive physiological response. The dopamine people talk about dopamine um, quite a bit, but I think it's been misunderstood in some ways. We actually get a dopamine response from being from having even those small accomplishments. And the cool thing about that, that dopamine response then is it encourages us to want to do more. A lot of mm-hmm. photographers will get stuck. They don't take the first step and, you know, because of insecurity or whatever other reason. But what they don't realize is that if they are willing to take even a small first step and accomplish that small first step, it'll give you, and certainly the dopamine hit on a physiological level, but the confidence mm-hmm. ultimately to be able to then take the next small step. And then it continues to build on itself in a really beautiful way. Absolutely. I definitely saw some small steps in my life that um, that the looking at it on the other side, how the beautiful side ended up surfacing. It took time, but I I saw that happen with me. That's cool. Taking those small steps. And I hope Mm -hmm. that ends up being encouragement for everybody listening in and watching because. Um, I think we all need that. And and actually, you talked about something beautiful, and this is a really great segue into the next point that you made to me, which is to kind of rediscover what makes us smile. When we're dealing with stressful circumstances and all, it seems like everything is just kind of negative and overwhelming and frustrating and stressful, having the opportunity to take a break from that and experience something or do something that ultimately makes us smile, that makes us happy is is really important. What did that look like for you practically? Um, and again, smiling was something that was, you know, far from my thought process for, for a while. And if you was at the cookout and you were in my class, if you saw the video that I played, um, there was a lot of tears. So to finally get, get to a place where you can smile. And a lot of that was, you know, not only the family support and friends that I had spending time with, you know, with the loved ones. But it, it, I had an opportunity to rediscover who I was and to take care of me because I was I got lost and not only in the marriage, but in myself where I let all those fear and insecurities kind of come in mm. on me. So just rediscovering who I was and taking care of me is what what that looked like. I mean, all my, my kids were gone. I was able to focus on just me for, for once in my life because I've always focused on everybody else i've always been a mom a wife i got married young and you know in my life so i, I actually had for once just focus on you and through that discovery of finding me is what i decided how i'm not the only woman who's feeling like this you know there's other beautiful women out here and so that's what kind of helped birth boudoir photography for me like how can i also help other women get to this other place where we embrace ourselves 
and just, you know, rediscover us. I, the the conversation around quote unquote who we are finding ourselves our identity this is this is a very popular one in our culture and I know it means different things to different people when you talk about <clears throat> finding yourself again outside it, does that mean outside of the identity which was being a wife or outside of the identity which was being a mom just being an individual human being kind of realizing what that Absolutely. looked like absolutely that's exactly what it is like you know embracing you know you as as a woman you as a man you know our um sexuality our sensuality you know just the whole process that you get lost sometimes um in a relationship in a marriage you know other adversities they can have you lost you know a lot of people are caregivers um, for their parents or their significant others you know there's a lot of lost and hurt out here that other people are going through that sometimes you just can't focus on yourself you know because you're so consumed with having to care for or deal with something mm. so to finally just have a moment where hey you can breathe you know you can cry you can just enjoy you it's, it, it takes you to another point where that's where that rediscovery kind of comes in of the one I'm talking about. Well, and I think it's beautiful, too, that then you took that experience. And I think we maybe even talked about this um, at the cookout, you and I, but you took that experience and translated it into your work. And, and I know we pulled this up earlier, but I'll do it again. Your, your boudoir brand, Portraits to Empower the Everyday Woman. I know that this wasn't a kind of a talking point that you sent to me ahead of time, but we speak just briefly on the significance of taking what you learned from your experience and translate translating that into your photographic work. Yeah, I, I would say for me, um, because I, I did get lost in, in myself and I was not happy with a lot of things about me and I had other people um, kind of make me feel that way. So when you when you have something that's happening to you or you know someone is making you feel that you're not this beautiful soul, you know, and to finally discover that for yourself, it's like, okay, and I saw like different women would come to me and they would share their stories with me. And I would see them like just blossom right in front of me with the photography that we do. And it wasn't like, um, and I think my boudoir photography is, it's a little like classy photography, things that they want to put on their walls and their homes. And they would just walk away from me just feeling so inspired, so empowered because they've been just like me, you know, sheltered, you know, not feeling that they can, you know, embrace themselves. And they just walk away and they and they love the experience. Even the maternity moms, they come out to me and it's just a beautiful experience. Well, and as you were talking there, for anybody who's not looking at there or watching the live stream, I was just scrolling through Katrina's, uh, some of Katrina's beautiful boudoir work. And uh, you're absolutely right too. It's a very classy, very classic style, Katrina, and beautiful. So I have to give you props for that. But we'll make sure to link to this, of course, in the show notes at bocapodcast.com for anybody who isn't on the live stream. One last kind of question or talking point here, Katrina. You mentioned um, kind of the last thing that you mentioned to me was the significance of finding professional help. When we're dealing mm -hmm. with these these difficult circumstances, I mean, it's one thing to, I, I think it's really important, actually, if I can speak for myself anyway, to learn how to process, develop a certain amount of self-awareness and process some of these things ourselves. But also having that outside help, not only from our community, but also from 
a professional can be really helpful as well. What did that look like from you? And, and what would you recommend um, to our listeners as far as finding a person that's a good fit in that regard? Um, so in that area, I would say it definitely can be a challenging um, area. Um, everyone that you find may not be the right person for you. You know, definitely find someone that, that values your time. Um, you, I, I went through like three therapists. And a lot of that is another thing we did in silence. Like I didn't really share with people um, that much that I even was seeing a therapist when I was doing it. But, you know, one didn't value my time. So, you know, you move on from there. You know, find someone that you feel comfortable with that allows you that vulnerability where you, you know, want to share. And make sure that you're ready. You know, you're ready to be open and vulnerable because if you're not, then it's just a waste of of the process. Like mm. you have to be ready to move forward yeah. to, um, to get in that space because you definitely have to be open. And pay attention to any red flags um, that you get from speaking to any professional. You know, like I said, everyone is not there for the right things. and But there are a lot of great professional therapists out there. Without getting into specifics, um, just generally speaking, what would you say was the biggest value that you got from going to a therapist? And, and one of the reasons that I asked this is um, even I have experienced kind of that apprehension. At There was one point in my life, actually, when... Um, I was going through some stuff with my previous partner that I had that apprehension of going to a therapist, not because I wasn't open to the idea, but more because I, I thought like, what, what are they going to tell me that I'm not already aware of, which was a super egotistical mentality to have, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, but what, I guess, what was the biggest value that you got from being able to go to a professional versus what you got from others that you might've been able to talk to? Um, I would say one of the things was, it made, I, I was able to see where everything wasn't just on one other person. You know, it made me look at some things about myself um, that I had to recognize and, and be truthful with um, for me. So that, that was one thing. And it also, um, I got out of it to make sure that, hey, I am worthy. You know, mm. I am deserving. Mm. And I created these... Um, ebook this uh, 52 love letters like every week I send out a love letter uh, and it was into four segments you know mm -hmm. it was to four to four different versions of myself of my life you know so the first quarter it was out to the entrepreneur then it went out to the mothers and then the wives and then your younger self and it and in there I say I am worthy I am deserving you know um, and so I think I got that out of there because I didn't feel that I was worthy. And so being able to talk to a professional that can help you think through a lot of it's, um, I, I don't know if, if your experience was this way or not, but a lot of therapists will ask the questions that will allow us to kind of come to our own realizations and yeah. conclusions. Is that right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So having somebody to help walk us through yeah. that can be really, really valuable. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, as an individual, you don't know what questions to ask is probing for yourself right. to make that aha for yourself um, happen. And they are there as a professional for a reason, you know, to get you to that place where now you understand exactly why you're here, you know, and, and how you can overcome and get to the other side. 
we had a, a Facebook user, and again, I'm sorry, I, I think um, Facebook is, is blocking names in this case, but my, said, my wife wanted me to go to therapy for 12 years now. I wasn't ready until a few months ago. And I can absolutely relate to that um, in one form or another. And I think to your earlier point, Katrina, there, there has to be a willingness on our part in order to go to that professional and actually get value from it. Uh, and, and that's really important to keep in mind. Candace says, I think we all have that thought, which is what else can they tell me? But I completely look at many things very objectively now because of therapy. And yeah, absolutely great point, Candace, having that objective outside feedback, especially from somebody who's trained, yeah. can be super, super valuable. And definitely being being ready. Like some of us will go through things in our life and we would just run to therapy too. Like some people don't go right away or, or they think they need time, but then some people run too quick. Like it's like that's gonna help and do a quick fix and yeah. whatever is happening in your situation. So sometimes like, you know, they catch you on that too. Like they know, like, <laughs> no, you just came to try to get like, okay, now we back together right. and all that type of information. So get yeah, ready so to be, not only be open, too. but be ready to do the hard work, put some time into it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, I, listen, I, I really appreciate you making time to do the show today. I, I know that yes. it's a big deal for you to, first of all, just be as open and vulnerable as you have been. <laughs> um, but I, I really appreciate too. It, as we were talking about before, it's easy to, or it can be easy to get stuck in those challenges that we face. I think it's a beautiful thing that you figured out a way to move beyond that. Yes, these things happen. Yes, you have real feelings because of them. And yet you step forward and yet you continue to build your business. And I appreciate that. I have a lot of respect for that, but I also appreciate your willingness to share kind of the practical takeaways from that experience as well. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, no, absolutely. Our privilege. And thank you for everybody that chimed in, too. I really appreciate the engagement, the comments, yes. um, the support today. And um, Shalina actually said from Facebook, she said, great talk. And I appreciate you listening in, Shalina. And thank it means you, a lot that everybody would chime in today the way that you have. One more time, Katrina, just remind everybody listening and watching where they can find and follow you online, if you will. Um, on IG and Facebook, Katrina Cross Photography um, on both. And I also have Katrina Cross Boudoir on IG. Perfect. And we'll make sure to link to the Boudoir uh, account as well in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. Rakia on Facebook says, thank you for sharing and being vulnerable. And that echoes my sentiments as well. Um, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for chiming in. Have an absolutely beautiful Monday. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.